Welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast with Pastor John and Sam. This is episode four of season two. And here's our question. What is the big deal about swearing? Is it even wrong? What about words that are meant to sound like swear words? Should we avoid using them? So we did a podcast back in season one Mm -hmm. about this. We talked about that. And this is a bit of a, a different dive into this topic. Okay. So hopefully this will be helpful because I had a conversation with someone recently and it was about not just swear words, but those words that traditionally are called by words or words that are substitute words. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. So when it comes to swearing though, and I, and I want to, I do want to start out talking about actual swear words without talking about the words. I think last time we did talk about actual words. I'm going to hardly do that today, Mm -hmm. but there's really four thoughts I want to give. And we're going to start with talking about actual swear words. Okay. First of all, words have consequences. It's really important to understand that. Now, the way that I grew up, my parents kind of had rules when it came to swearing as it related to like movies and things like that. Yeah. And so they had what they called the three strike policy. All right. And so if you're watching a movie, and there was a swear word, and then another swear word, and then a third swear word. Uh, for much of my childhood, we were to turn the movie off. Right. Okay. And so that was part of the policy. Also, uh, anytime in a movie when God's name was taken with a swear word attached to it, mm. uh, GD, so to speak, you yeah. know, um, then it was to be turned off. So it's kind of how I grew up. Now, I wouldn't say I've totally applied that principle to my kids uh we do watch movies at times with swearing although you know the reality is i don't watch a ton of movies in general but the thing is like we have in the past watched movies Mm -hmm. that have swear words in them uh and so there's a few thoughts that i have about this okay it's not just about movies of course but just about swear words in general and in particular um we're going to answer that question as it relates to those by words or those substitutionary words okay so again number one words have consequences do not minimize the words that you use in conversation just thinking about words directed toward people we've heard the the old adage before sticks and stones will break my bones but words will never hurt me which is not true at all false yeah that is a false statement it is a very very false statement so think of the word uh, the bible in matthew chapter 12 and verse 33 jesus said make a tree good and its fruit will be good or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad for the tree is recognized by its fruit. You brought a vipers. I'll give the context in a minute, Mm. but you brought a vipers. How can you who are evil say anything good for the mouth speaks with the heart is full of a good man speaks or brings good things out of the good stored up in him. But an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty, some translations say idle, every idle word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Well, Matthew chapter 7, Jesus was being accused by the religious leaders of performing miracles in the power of Satan. And so Jesus comes out strong against them because they're, in essence, uh, blaspheming his power. And so words have consequences. Number two, words are meant to build community. Do not use your words to hurt others. And that goes along with the whole sticks and stones adage. So the Bible also tells us in Ephesians 4.29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So 
Words are meant to build community. They're meant to make a difference in the lives of people. And of course, swear words can be used in a negative sense to hurt people, to mock people, to make fun of people, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Number three, words have a context. I'd ask the question, do you even know the meaning of the word that you're using? I think that's really important to think about, right? Like when you say something, do you even know what you're saying? Are you paying attention to the meaning of the word or words, plural, that you're using? Okay, so words have a context. Ephesians 5, 3 and 4, the Bible says, but among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or any other kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Now, notice how he connects sexual immorality now to our words. He says, nor should there be obscenity, false or foolish talk or coarse, inappropriate joking, or sometimes the translations that I've seen before use the word jesting, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving to God. So notice the connectiveness of sexual immorality and then the words that we use, right? Mm -hmm. We're not to partake in these things. So the word obscenity in this uh, translation gives the idea of vulgar speech. So anything that's just really inappropriate, vulgar. A foolish talk, it's interesting. I looked up that idea and it's actually the concept of buffoonery. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fun word. Calling someone a buffoon, right? Mm -hmm. But it's foolish talk. It's talk that um, is just leading away from a purpose, leading in a negative direction. And then coarse jesting or joking is vulgar joking. And so these are... These three categories are words that are obscene, uh, they're degrading, they're dirty, they're suggestive, and they're immoral, and they should be fully avoided. Now, the thing is, you know, I remember growing up and, and being with my friends, and, and guys just have a bad habit of saying what I like to call double meaning, sexual innuendo type things. Yeah. Things that are just like, on the one side, on the one hand, they sound you know, like they mean something in particular, but everybody knows that they're saying something that's sexual or inappropriate. Right, right. And and it's something that's not appropriate. It's not right before God. It's something that we should avoid. So words have a context and we need to understand that, okay? So let's look at one word, and I'm not going to say the word, but it's the F word. So let's think about that word for a minute, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a meaning behind that word. And so it's not just the word itself, but what is the meaning? What is the idea behind it? And if you study the concept and even the history of the word, you find out that it, it's it's a word that's talking about a sexual encounter, and in particular, outside of marriage. Or sometimes it's used to trick or to harm someone. It's used to just hurt someone in some way. So never is the the meaning of that word, a positive thing. It's always inappropriate at the highest level um, in different ways. And so for a disciple of Jesus to use that word, it's just completely wrong Hmm. because of the meaning of the word and what it means. And uh, you're condoning the meaning of the word by using the word in a leverage type situation in a conversation with somebody. And so it's something that we need to really be aware of. Now, like we talked about in the past, in a past episode, we literally talked about specific words and what they mean. And I'm not going to do that today. But I asked you the question, do you even know what you're saying? Because there's always a meaning behind everything that we say. And it's important to understand that. Now let's get into number four. And number four really is the focus of the podcast. And so uh, words have a culture. And so we need to understand something. We shouldn't use our words to 
either discourage or confuse others. Okay. And so the question was asked, you know, well, what about words that um, are meant to sound like swear words? Should we avoid using them? So I'm going to give you some principles behind this. Okay. What should I do about words that could either be culturally inappropriate or maybe in the church world by certain people, they're deemed inappropriate. And the thing is, people are always going to tell us, well, that's wrong. Well, you know, I grew up in a culture, not my family per se, and and a lot of the people even that I knew in my church, but some people were very legalistic. And so saying anything was almost like they they found a way to make it evil in some way. Mm -hmm. And so I think we got to be careful of that, right? And so I'm going to give you some thoughts. First of all, we talked about this recently, but it's the weaker brother kind of love in 1 Corinthians 8 and also chapter 10, verses 23 through actually the very beginning of chapter 11 and verse 1. Paul said it in chapter 11 in verse 1. He said, follow me as I follow the example of Christ. And then right before that, he gave the context of all this. He talked about the weaker brother. He talked about the idea of meat that's offered to idols. And he said, literally, there's no such thing as a true idol in the sense that there is no other God but Yahweh, but Jehovah. And so why can't we eat the meat? It was offered to an idol. Now it's in a marketplace and a a little spot in the marketplace that's set aside to foreign deities, so to speak. But Paul knew that there was no such thing as a foreign God. And so his attitude was like, well, I should be able to eat the meat. But then he said, but the problem is there are those that are new Christians, new believers, and they came out of that idolatrous uh, lifestyle and it would wound their conscience. It would discourage them. It would uh, maybe even push them back into uh, a certain lifestyle that was away from God at one point, yeah. worshiping those gods. You know, I think about my own father when it comes to this. You know, my dad grew up in a culture, and I think I've shared it with you before, where it was, you know, drugs, sex, rock and roll, all that kind of stuff. And so for my dad to hear certain sounds, drums, guitars, things like that, it, it kind of brings him back to a lifestyle that he lived that was desiring to God before he knew the Lord, of course. Yeah. And so, you know, for my dad, there's certain things that would could harm his conscience, so to speak. So I think it's really important that we just we always defer to people. We love people. And so if if you're saying something and someone comes up to you and they're like they're offended, and offended in the sense where it's it's hurt them spiritually, then it's probably something that you need to avoid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So here's a second thought, okay? And this is a thought that, you know, for me, I think of because I, I've never had anyone really come up to me and say, hey, what you what you said, it really bothers me as far as like a specific word or something. But if you ever pay attention to how I talk, I use the word heck a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> heck yeah, I use that word a lot, you know. Um, and that's a euphemism or the byword for the word hell, mm-hmm. okay? Well, you're not ever going to hear me say hell yeah like i don't i don't use that word mm-hmm. the tension is that's a that's a cultural thing even right i have known believers in jesus before that will use that word what the hell or something they'll say that kind of thing yeah and they don't in at first it shocked me because i i grew up being taught that was wrong mm-hmm. and then i got to know them a little bit and i heard their upbringing and i realized oh okay they don't they don't see this as a swear word now, what would make hell a swear word? Well, there's no real meaning of negativity to the word hell in the sense of like an action or an activity, but obviously the place 
yeah. hell is the worst place <laughs> possible, right? right? That those who have rejected Christ will go to one day and, and Satan and his angels as well. And so, you know, there are words that, you know, the word damn is another one, right? Like, and so I guess I am saying the words yeah. a little bit. You're not saying the, the really bad ones. Yeah. So. so the word, you know, the word damn is like, people will say, damn it, or, you know, they'll say that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, like, only God can damn something. Mm -hmm. And when we think of being damned, we we connect that back to that place called hell. Yeah. So, but some people will use those words and they they don't really see those words as swear words. And I would just say that, man, that's where I think soul liberty and the weaker brother love, a combination of those two ideas come into play. So, soul liberty is this idea that we believe as Baptists that we are before the Lord accountable, but we have so liberty to live according to the way we want to live as long as it lines up with the Bible. Now, of course, there are things that we do in our culture that you can't really go to the Bible and find specifics, although you can typically find principles. Yeah. And so for like us- the, Like the Bible doesn't say, you shall not say this word, this yeah. specific word, yes, right? Yes. It's an idea of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The Bible doesn't, say that thou shalt not, you know, smoke weed or heroin or take heroin or whatever, you know, right. it doesn't tell us things like that, but there are principles that we apply based on, you know, having a sober mind and being filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit, different things like that. Mm -hmm. And so I would just say that you can live in soul liberty, but also soul liberty needs to meet common sense. There are things that you know, we say that we shouldn't say because it's just going to offend someone. Maybe it's a shock value kind of thing, but often those kinds of things, they put the focus on us and they're just built in pride. Yeah. And we need to avoid those kinds of things. Okay. So I just really encourage you with that. And then the third thing is it's a knowledge commitment, right? Like know what you're saying. You know, I, I, I years ago when I was a youth pastor in one of the churches I was at, I took our outreach kids. Now, here's the thing. I could have taken all the kids, but some of the outreach kids, they couldn't handle Sunday morning because the culture of Sunday morning was not really like our culture here. I try to, I hate the word, use the word entertain, but I try to like keep the kids' attention. And mm -hmm. a lot of that has to do with my experience as a youth pastor. But like the culture in that church wasn't really like that. So the kids would just act up bad. So I, I would take them out and do a specific class with them. And I remember I did a class on swear words and I put the words on the board and talked to them about the words. And I said, this is what this word means. And this is what this word means. And mm -hmm. this is what this word means. And the whole point of it was you have to have knowledge, right? You should be careful what you're saying because you should know what you're saying and the meaning behind what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And so, again, you know, our listener, the question is, you know, are these words that are not swear words, but they sound like swear words, are they wrong? That's a soul liberty issue, okay? I think um, it has a lot to do with where the heart's at, you know? I've used certain words before that are those substitutionary words when I was angry, and I would say mm -hmm. in that moment, it is wrong mm -hmm. because my heart's in the wrong place and I'm reacting instead of responding. Uh, sometimes when I just say, heck yeah, I don't think I'm sinning because I'm just kind of having fun with the word and mm -hmm. I don't mean, you know, to damn anybody. I don't mean to be speaking flippantly about hell. Mm -hmm. So I don't think, I don't I don't feel like that's wrong. But here's the thing, if I had someone come up to me and that was wounding their conscience, then I would avoid it. Mm -hmm. And so maybe someone will hear the podcast and come up to me. Right, right. 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 
What the heck, Pastor John? (laughs) What the heck? Why the heck are you saying what the heck? Now, like the word like crap, what what would you say about that? Yeah. So, so I I knew a a lady years ago, she was on a church staff that I was affiliated with and she was the office manager and she really had a hard time with the word crap because she'd always say, well, what's the difference between that and the S word, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, and she was right. Like it's the same thing. It's just our culture views the two words different. Yeah, for sure. And so I think culture, when it comes to some things, is always changing, and we just need to pay attention to it, right? Um, you know, I've heard before, like in England and parts of Europe, the word bloody is like saying the F word, right? Right, right. But in our culture, if you said that, which is not common for Americans to say that, right. but I've heard some people say it. Right. You know, I heard someone say it the other day, actually, and... um you know, we don't think of it. We're just parroting what we've seen on movies or yeah. TV or whatever. Right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. Mm-hmm. So there's some principles here that we're trying to live by. And I think the weaker brother principle is really important. I think the soul liberty versus uh, or the soul liberty meets common sense principle is important. And I think above all else, you know, I always pray Psalm 1914, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, mm-hmm. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Yeah. So we just need to be really careful of that. And let me give you this thought, okay? Mm-hmm. Do not take the Lord your God's name in vain. Oh, yeah. And that's a big one, right? Show respect to God. You know, I hear this all the time. And even people that love the Lord and serve the Lord, they just are in a habit of taking God's name in vain. God's name is not a swear word. God's name is not a starter word for you in a mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. Neither is it a nervous reaction. He is the Lord God Almighty. And so give honor to his name. Now, there's different names for God in the Bible, and I understand that. But in our culture, we refer to Jesus or refer to God. Yeah. We're not referring to Adonai or Yahweh or, you know, Jehovah Jireh. We typically don't do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about God, um, Oh my God, like you're not talking about God as your Lord. You're just using that flippantly. Right. And so please avoid doing that. Be careful or, of that. Or JC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Those really make me cringe. Yeah. It's just inappropriate because you're not talking to God. Mm-hmm. And so you're not honoring him. You're just using his name flippantly. And in the scribes and, and those um, those priests in that day, um, they would wash themselves even physically before they'd handle the word of God, and clearly before they'd handle the sacrifices, the day of atonement, those different things we talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. Let me give you this last verse, Colossians 4, 6. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. When you think of salt, what does it do? Seasons. It seasons, and it creates thirst, and we just want to create thirst for Christianity, who Jesus Christ is. Mm -hmm. The last thing we want to do is cause more harm by being flippant with our tongues, hurtful with our tongues, and obscene in some way with our tongues. So let's be really careful of that. And when it comes to those extra words, just be careful. You You can have some liberty there, but just be really careful and always, always, always look to defer and love and help other people. Yeah. I'd also suggest reading James chapter three. Yes. There's a lot of good stuff in there about taming your tongue, um, stuff that I've felt convicted about. So check out James chapter three too. That, that's a really good uh, chapter to read. Awesome. I'm glad you brought that one up. Cool. cool. Hey, thanks for listening. Thank you for your question today. And we hope that it has been a help to you. If you'd like to ask a question to Pastor John, you can email him, john at weareemmanuel.life. 
and we'll talk about that on a future episode. What the heck, Pastor John? (laughs) What the heck? Why the heck are you saying what the heck?